yesterday as I was preparing for for today's sermon, and or actually I not just didn't start yesterday. I was praying and fasting all week about this, about the sermon, and and as I was working on something and back and forth. And yesterday we was in Ocala for a couple of hours, and at our former um, district superintendent's church, and. Um, He's the bishop there now, and I, I was just there, and, and I asked the pastor's wife there, but Sister Sizemore that's there now, I asked her, I said, can I find a place to, you know, who was there, and I wasn't, it was a shower for Jerick, and I was not, you know, really, you, know, you may see it, I'm sorry. And so I just, uh, um, I'm going to be talking a few minutes but before I read the scripture, but I just, um, you know, I just felt like yesterday as I was there, I asked her, I said, can I have a place to steal away, you know, somewhere quiet you know and so she opened a room up into their in their office part of their church and so I went in there and in this room and I, and I was praying and and I was looking at some other things and back and forth and I just felt like God was kept directing me back to here and I couldn't figure out why and, and when the service began today it was confirmed why today as I, I've, I and so I just felt like God was is wanting to speak something to us as a church. I feel like God is wanting to speak to us something individual into our individual situations. So I ask us today to to lean in, and I think God is really wanting to speak to us. If you will turn with me to First Samuel, chapter thirty, and I'm going to read a few verses here, in verse, starting verse one. It's the story of David. And he was a leading, he was a king, and he was leading his men to battle. And um, they was out, actually David and the soldiers was out in battle at the point where we pick up in the story. And they come they come home. The Bible says, if you will, if you've read First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And they had taken the women captive and were there that were therein. They slew not any, but great or small, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold it, beheld it, and it burnt, it burnt, was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. And then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Amenonad and the Jezreel, Jezreel, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camerite. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him, because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And David saith unto Avatar, the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abihar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the, at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after these troops? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for
for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. John 10 and 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Today, if you will, join me in prayer that God will anoint me to speak this word. Lord, I ask you to touch me today, this earthly vessel. I ask you to minister through me today, Lord Jesus, to this congregation, Lord. Minister these words, Lord Jesus, and allow them to encourage us. And Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch us and anoint us in this service, Lord. And Lord, allow this message, Lord Jesus, to be confirmed with signs, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Today I'm going to talk to us for a few minutes about taking back what he has taken from us. Ephesians 4 and 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give your territory to the enemy. You know, we look at life, you know, we find ourselves, and I say that statement, you know, you say, looking, not, don't, do not give our territory to the enemy. You say, well, I'm not attending on giving my stuff to him. But if we're not careful, as the enemy, he comes against us, and the enemy comes against us every day. We know we're in a battle. And I'm going to talk about that more in just a minute. We're in a battle of our life. Every day we wake up, there is a battle we have to face between good and between evil. So many times in life, you know, we look thing, we look at the battle, we look at the storms that we face. Some of them storms we can see where they come from. We see where they directed from. And then there's also there's storms, and, and, I, and I'm just going to lean on this today. I feel like this today. And then there's also things that comes against us that seems to be maybe even, maybe even look like they're from something good. Or they maybe look from that. This person may be someone in our life that, that is coming into our life that may be a positive thing. But if we're not careful, the enemy is just using this smoke screen or this dis- disturbance in our life to change the order of our life, to change us and take things, take what we have from us. In order to have a territory or to have property, we have to know that we have ownership of that. Our problem is that we have things in our life that we don't even know we have. We have things in our life that, that we, 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 we have uh, things that we have and we, we, sometimes we don't hold them sacred. And one of them is, is our soul. Sometimes we feel like we just we just we just in this world and we're just passing through. We're just here as just happenstance by just whatever things in life. But I'm here to say we have each one of us has a burden. Each one of us has a mission. Each one of us has a calling on our life. And if we're not careful, the enemy is fighting us for that calling. He knows if he can throw anything at us, that's what he wants to interrupt. He wants to interrupt anything that we have. What God has called us to do today and, and what he is trying to fight, what he is trying to stop, he is trying to battle us. He's trying to go against anything that the enemy, he tries to throw everything at us to take what the Lord has for us. Anything that I perceive is mine, I will fight for it. When we realize we have something, or we realize there's something that belongs to us, or there's something that's a gift to us, we will fight for it. 
We've, we, if our children, you know, when we, we, our children and our grandchildren, and even our, but we, when we look at our children, we will fight for whatever comes against them. Nobody's going to take anything from our children. We will defend our children to our own death because we feel that they're, they're, they're ours and they're, they belong to us. Our homes, we will we'll defend our stuff in life. That's why we lock our doors at night because we want to protect our stuff. And today, sometimes in life, we need to realize we have some things in our heart that we need to protect. We need to lock that proverbial door in our life. We need to, we need to defend what's ours, what our spirit life, and what it, where are we going in life. We must fight for what is ours. But what happens is most time we don't perceive things as ours. We look at things as, you know, just our calling and we look at things in our relationships. We look at things like that as just, that's just, we don't take ownership of that. We don't take ownership of what we, where we, where God is trying to carry me to. And we, when we don't take ownership for it, we won't fight for it. What if God may have been given you something that you don't even know you have yet? Could it be possible to be a, go back to the physical, is it, could it be possible to be a landowner and not even know it? Or have things that's in life that you do not even know it? There's people that I've heard stories of, and I'm waiting for that story to be me, but there, there, I've, I've listened to stories before of people that owned things that didn't even know they had it. There was a long lost relative that had left them something that they didn't even know they had. Here they was living life and they had money in a bank account or they had property or they had this or they had that and didn't even realize it was theirs. But we have that spiritually. We have that in our life because God is giving us some things. He has given us life. The Bible says in later in, time, later in the scripture, and then we're talking to the children of Israel, he says, I have given you land. He gave them the promised land. There was a promise there for them. All they had to do was go possess it. All they had to do was go take it. And so sometimes in life we find ourselves, God has promised every one of us sitting here something. We all have things here in life that God has given us. Thank you, Jesus. And today, you know, sometimes all we have to do is go possess that. You, I want to tell someone that today that if you have more stuff than you realize you have, there are, you have things in your life. God has given, given you things. God is wanting to give you things in life. He's just waiting on the time. You know, he looked at the children of Israel. And he told them all they had to do was, when it came, you know, they came to this crossroads m multiple times, more than once. But the second time they had to, they got, they come to the Jordan River. And the Jordan River was out of his banks. And I preached about this a couple weeks ago, or maybe two weeks ago, where, where the, the water did not part until the soles of their feet touched the water. They had to step out into their miracle. But here all they had to do was cross this river. And they had been there to this river before. And all they had had it done was turn around like they did last time and say, well, this is not for me. This promise must not be for me. And it wasn't for the ones that turned before because they died out before the new genera next generation. When the next generation came to that same river, they had, they had made up in their minds that they were going across and they was possessing the land. But we can't defend the property that we don't, own, that we don't realize that we own. 
Today, you know, I've not been talking about land and all. We have things in our life that we must take ownership of. We must take things and when, they, when we must defend them. Today, God has said, I will give you the land if you will just possess it. But if you do not possess that, which God is trying to give you, the devil will. And sometimes in life I feel like we fight this daily battle and that we must and we must fight that battle. It is a but and but it's a fight worth fighting. If we don't fight what's for ours, the enemy will take it. And I feel like the, the, this world we've lived in the last few days, few months, I feel like the enemy has thrown things at us from a national side. I think God has, uh, the enemy has thrown things at us personally, things in our world to the point of he's, he's distracted us to the point that we don't even, we've lost the sight of what, what is ours. We've, 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 we've stopped fighting for what God has wanted to give us. Where if we stop fighting for what God has gave, giving us, and we've started lay, sitting back. You know, the scripture says when sometimes, you know, in life we find ourselves, you know, just, just trying to make it through. We find ourselves, and I think that's where with the spirit of the church world has got to this today, is they've got to the point of, well, I'm just going to press through. I'm just going to make it through this battle today. And sometimes I think God is really calling us to step out. And really fight for this battle. Sometimes we're just we're just on the defensive mode. We're just sitting back and we're just sitting back and just taking our, taking the punches and you know there's a and I'm not I've been no big on fighting anyway because I don't like that I mean not that mindset but but you know you watch these boxers or you watch these things sometimes the guy just sitting there just taking the punches and after, you know but after a while he to win the fight he's going to have to go on the offensive. And sometimes in life, I feel like that's where the enemy has got us. He's got us on the defensive side. He's got us just defending ourselves, and just we're just sitting back and looking at this world and looking at everything coming against us, and we're not really fighting back. We're not taking back what is ours today. We're just sitting back and defending our ground. But we, we need to go on the offensive. We must take back what he has took from us. The real fight is going on in our life is the fight for our our, our life, our soul. He don't <clears throat> he don't beat us up physically, but he just discourages us, and we lose the strength to fight what, what is rightfully ours. I feel like the biggest biggest thing the enemy uses against us today is discouragement. I feel like he tries to come against us and he discourages. He says, what is the use to fight? Just look at this. What is the use? And I think he throws that at us every day. I think he, 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 he discourages to the point of we just lose, lose sight of the battle. Then he can take away what, he, what, what we deserve. Then he's able, when we lose sight of what God has got for us, we lose sight of the offensive going forward and taking back what is ours today. He, we just lose sight of that. We're just sitting here just taking what he gives. When we give in to the devil, we just hand over our talents. We just hand over our effectiveness, our favor, and our influences. Our frustration will cause us just to throw in the towel. Anybody here have been frustrated? Anybody ever been discouraged? 
Everything's coming against me. Why am I being attacked today? Why am I, why am I having to battle this today? But God may be showing you because of this battle. The children of Israel, when they, when they came up to the Jordan the second time, and the river was out of its banks, and you say, well, they could have said, well, let's just wait for another time. Let's wait for the river to go down. Let's wait for the, let's get out of flood stage. But the Bible says, and I don't have this scripture, and this has just came to me, and I'm not, it's not in my notes, but today. But when the, when the Bible says that when they were, when they came to the river, to the Jordan River to cross the river, it was harvest time. It was harvest time. The Bible says it was harvest time and always flooded at harvest time. Why, that's why Jesus cared. Sometimes when we're before our harvest, we're going to face the toughest battles. The river was out of its banks, but it's at harvest time. And so sometimes we're going to have to face some things. We, 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 we want to face this harvest that we, we've been talking about. We've been talking about it forever, for, for months and years, the harvest we see coming. But sometimes we have to go through some trials. I think the de- God cares us sometimes. We, we, we want to blame the devil on everything, everything that's coming against us. But the, the children of Israel had to face this flooded river. They had to flood, face the flood in their life, but it was for harvest. And I think sometimes when we find our lives when we see the for the harvest, sometimes we see the darkest times in our life. We're going to sometimes we're not just going to sit here and allow the enemy to take my stuff. We're not going to just allow the enemy to take everything we have. Are we just going to sit here and lay back and let him take what is rightfully yours today? Every one of us knows that he has taken something from you today. Anybody here there besides me that knows he's took things from you? He's taking your happiness. He's taking your joy. He's taking your influence in people's lives, seems like. He's taking, he's, he's discouraging you to the point of what is the use? But are we just going to sit here and hand it over without a fight? I feel that there's some areas during the last few months that we have done just that. I feel like that we've been so discouraged that we just threw in the towel. God just, you know, he, 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 we just can't see through the storm. We've just thrown in the towel. The fight that we're fighting is not against the earthly vessels. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I feel like, you know, we, we feel like it's, is so and so the battle is. We feel like this battle is coming from this area in our life or some some place here on earth. But our battle is really is in the spiritual world. Most people don't realize that we're in a fight. People think that just stuff just happens. But I'm telling you today, things were sent against you. Sometimes we look at life, you know, we look at things and the doctor says this or the, the bookkeeper says that or the Wall Street says this, Google says that. But it doesn't matter what they say. The devil is a liar yes. and his spirit was sent to destroy you. Mm-hmm. We look at a scripture, you know, we look at a story in Luke chapter 8 and I didn't give the scriptures today, but I just, I'm not going to read this, but just there's two stories here in Luke chapter 8. 
And we find this in Luke chapter 8. We find the first one where Jesus is telling them to go over to the other side. He tells his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the sea. As Jesus, they entered the boat and Jesus goes in the bottom of the boat. I'm just kind of paraphrasing because we're all familiar with this story, I think. Jesus goes in the bottom of the boat and goes to sleep and they face a storm. As they lay, you know, the storm does not, you know, cease until they wake up Jesus. You know, there's a there's messages all you can preach about that and preach about that. Jesus is asleep in our boat and all that kind of stuff. But we find Jesus walking to the to the edge of the boat and calming the storm. And then we see just in just a few more verses later in Luke chapter eight, we find where they when they land on shore, they find this wild, hairy, crazy man runs to Jesus. He runs to Jesus and throws himself at his feet. And begins to worship Jesus. You know, this evil, this man was, you know, demonic. He's been, he was possessed with spirits. But Jesus delivers this man whom the city had casted out. And he captured his soul. You know, Jesus took over that territory of this of evil man's heart. But Jesus says, first he says in Luke chapter 8 and 22, he says, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And then they face a storm. And the two parts of this story, sometimes, you know, we look at this story as two separate incidents, two separate stories. But if when we look at this story, we, we tie these two stories together because all this sto- two stories was under, come from the same place. They was in the same day or same 24-hour period. And I know there's a lot of things happening, you know, ran quickly through Jesus' three and a half years of ministry. There had to be things happening pretty regular, you know. But, but I just feel like these two situations today is 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 connected. The calming of the sea and the deliverance of the demonic man. You never get to any victories without first going through a storm. When you ever get ready to expand your territory, or you get ready to to draw closer to God. Expect opposition. As long as you stay in your little box, or as long as you stay right where you're at, the, the devil's fine with you there. But as soon as you begin to step into new territory, or as soon as you begin to draw closer to where God wants you to go, all hell breaks loose. The storm was Satan's attempt of trying to stop Jesus from getting to the demonic man. And I'm not trying to start a new doctrine or not trying to start a new possession but I feel like you know the storm came against Jesus and his disciples just trying to get them to stop and go turn around and go back and sometimes in life that's where we find ourselves we find ourselves in the middle of a storm and the storm may be trying to just distract us maybe you know get us going in a different direction let's go over this way the storm looks a little bit Sometimes that's what we find ourselves. Well, let, let me make this decision. Let's go down the road this way. And it may be us going down this way to get us, you know, to be getting us going in the wrong direction. Sometimes we look at the storms and we face them and we try to solve the, that problem on our, our own. And we find ourselves going in the wrong direction. When was when he was trying to stop Jesus from getting to the other side? Have you ever noticed, and I said this earlier, have you ever noticed that there are always storms that tries to hinder you 
when you try to go deeper with God. When you try to get closer to where God wants you to go, there's always going to be something in your life. And I feel like in life, you know, I just feel like to say this, I feel like sometimes when we feel like we're going through things in life and storms and things, sometimes, you know, we, we look at the situation, we look at life situations, and we look at these things and, and <clears throat> we look at, well, sometimes if, if it's going too easy, we may be going in the wrong direction. Sometimes if it all looks like it's falling in place, we may need to stop and look at that. And I feel like a good gauge of how to gauge our situations, you know, you say, well, what, how do I decide if which direction to go? How do I decide if this is the way God wants me to go? I think in every decision we make, we should look at, stop and look at the situation and say, is this drawing me closer to God? Or is this drawing me further away from God? Is this situation bringing me closer to God? Or, or, or am I staying where I'm even, even just staying where I'm at? Because you can't stay in one place in your relationship with God. we got to be constantly drawing closer to Him. And if we're just, if we're just maintaining, the enemy's happy with that. And so today as we look into situations, we look in relationships, even friendships in our life, is this friend, I had to do this in my own life when I prayed back through and came back to church. There were people in my life that I had to part ways with. They were good friends, friends that I'd been friends with all my life. I'm still acquaintance with them. I still talk to them when I see them. But I can't hang out with them on Friday and Saturday nights because they're not going in the same direction I know God is carrying me in. And so to, sometimes in life we have to find ourselves, you know, we have to assign ourselves looking at these situations, looking at these decisions, every decision we make, that should cross our mind. Is this decision going to draw me closer to God or is this decision going to draw me away from God? That is how we can decipher which direction we need to be going. So when he sends a storm in our life to try to mess us up and we decide which direction we need to go, not every storm looks like what we expect. Some might even be disguised as success or even something or someone that seems to be the perfect fit for the problem. But the storm starts started before the boat ever landed. Jesus here in this story, and I'm, just, and I'm too far hung in this story because it's kind of away from where we're at, but Jesus was crossing more than just a sea. And I feel like that's where we at and sometimes in church. He is crossing cultures to reach the Gentiles. And when you start crossing cultures, the enemy really breaks up in your life. When you start changing things and you start going out of the ordinary, the enemy is going to throw everything at you. Look at your surroundings. You can be around them, but you cannot be one of them or be part of them. But when the light of Jesus comes out of the boat, when he runs to the light. And I have been hanging around this area, but when I know, I need to know what the light is. We need to look towards God and we need to lean, run towards the light. Sometimes we find ourselves just coming to church and having a hard time worshiping God because the enemy has got us so, so much division going on in our own minds 
that we 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 come to church just in a delusion. We just come to church just because we know that's the right place to be. But the enemy, he doesn't matter long. He doesn't really care if we get to church, if we're not connected to church. He, as long as he can keep that division going on in our mind, got our mind somewhere else. As long as we're sitting in this building, he doesn't mind it. But until we start connecting to what God has for us, when we start putting everything else away, you need, and we have to get a hold of ourselves and run towards Jesus, and we must worship him. If we're going to take back what he has took from us, we must run towards Jesus because he is after your soul. He is after you. He is playing for keeps. But I, I came to serve notice on the devil today in my life. It all stops right here. I'm going to fight for my territory. He is, he is fighting us, and, he is a, and it's, this battle is going to continue. But he is fighting us for our territory. We can look at the storm that's hitting our life, and he has been trying to stop you from getting closer to God. And I feel like I feel like that's where we are as a church. And I feel like we are that find ourselves there individually. There's things that's coming in our life that is trying to stop us from getting closer to God. Every step we make towards God, if He can just keep us to stay in one place, if He can throw throw obstacles in our life, He can throw people or He can throw circumstances, He can throw trials, battles, whatever He's throwing, He's just trying to get us to get stop getting closer to God. The devil doesn't mind you looking. The devil doesn't mind you watching. But, but the moment you lift your hands and you start drawing back closer to God, when you start worshiping him like we did here just a little bit ago, when the service started, when we started worshiping him, we started taking back some of the things that he had took from us. The enemy has took some things from every one of us here sitting here today. The question I ask is, what are we going to do about it? He is taking things. He's taking you. He's taking us down roads that we shouldn't be down. He's taking us in places we shouldn't probably be. He's taking us circumstances in our life. But what are we going to do about that? We can sit here and allow him to keep us beating us down. Or we can get up and do something about it. Deuteronomy 9 and 23 says, Go up and possess the land which I have given you. That's what he was telling the Israelites. He said, I've already given it to you. All you got to do is possess it today. We've got to go back and take back what the enemy has stolen from us. Today, if he has stolen something from you, I'm asking you today to stand up and let's take it back. As we stand across this place in, in closing today, I ask us today, what are we going to do about the things that he's taken from us? We all can probably stand here and say, he's, 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 he's carried me down roads that I shouldn't have went down or he's tried to direct me in the wrong paths. Today is the day we can do something about that. We stand, maybe we've been, we may be standing at a, a flooded Jordan today in our life. We maybe feel like we're standing at a raging river. And how can I get across it? How can I step back to where God, where I left God? Or how can I step back to take back what he took from me? Here David, his wife and children was gone. And he asked the question, should I go after them? And you're like, why would a, a husband, a father, have to ask that question? But that was a state of David's mind. The Bible says David was discouraged. And he, in his, in his own mind, he's like, why? How can I go? Should I go after my children and my wives, my possessions, the things that the enemies took from me? 
He asked that question, should I go after him? And Jesus says, go after him. You will overtake them and you will recover all. He didn't say, well, you recover some of them. You will recover it all. And I'm here to tell somebody today that, that the enemy has took some things from. He may be took your happiness, took your joy, took, took all this away from you. I'm asking you today, we got to step out and take back what he's took from us. And so I open the altar today. I ask us today to step out and make a step towards him. And as we step forward, we're, we're submitting. We're taking back what he's took from us today. Let us pray right now.